All right. So the topic that I want to introduce is the debt ceiling issue that is really, really, we're kind of pushing up against right now. Um, the, the, the national deficit, that's basically the shortfall between what we bring in every year and uh, what we spend. So like, we are needing to, um, right now, the deficit is $31.4 trillion. Um, and we need to basically come to an agreement where we can move that debt ceiling up so that we can keep spending and we can keep doing normal things that our government does, like paying for social security, paying our military their salaries, paying for food stamps and Medicare and things like that. Um, so, but because the Republicans like to use this as like a bargaining chip and as kind of like a, a tool for holding the country hostage and our economy hostage to get some of what they want, they are, you know, they're saying that they're not going to agree to raising the debt ceiling unless X, Y, and Z happens. And that includes like canceling the student loan forgiveness program that is going to help so many people. Um, wanting to create kind of requirements for people who are receiving food stamps where you have to do more work. So making it harder and harder for people to access that basic care, that basic support. Um, they want to repeal parts of the Inflation Reduction Act, which were some of the only wins that kind of Biden clawed out of these past years. Um, and they want to pull back some of the COVID funding that is um, going to be used or that hasn't yet been spent um, on different COVID programs. They want to, you know, reabsorb that. That doesn't bother me nearly as much as these other things that they want to um, negotiate on to, yeah, before they will agree to raising the debt ceiling. Is Do you think that was enough of an intro? Do you guys want to jump in and add any context here or or should I add some more? This was a, a big sticking point for the Republican Party going into the this new Congress here, which is why you also saw at the beginning of the of the of the year the fight with Kevin McCarthy becoming Speaker of the House, because the Freedom Caucus particularly did not want to give an inch of ground to Biden, and they wanted to hold the country hostage with the debt ceiling negotiations, and they didn't believe that McCarthy would do enough, which is why they made a spectacle of this back in January to basically embarrass him, and they wanted to get concessions from him for this exact reason. This has always been the plan, and it's something that Republicans in the past have said that they, you know, you shouldn't hold the country hostage with the debt ceiling as a negotiation tool. Uh, Trump even mentioned that last night in his town hall. And I think the the moderator asked them question asked him a question like, oh, why is that changed now? And he's like, well, I'm not the president now. So, you know, it, it's a total, <laughs> it's a it's a total just, you know, hypocrisy at the highest level. You know, like when they're in power, the debt ceiling should be off, you know, negotiating over the debt ceiling should be off limits. But now that they're not in power, they're completely okay with having the economy potentially collapse. So it can be a political tool for them going into the next election. So this feels like a farce to me. Truthfully speaking, it, it always feels like a farce to me. I'm going to put my cards on the table. With the debt ceiling, I have always believed that this is just a manufactured crisis in order to make the opposition party look bad while you're not in power. And both parties do it. It pisses me off every time. And I do not understand why we can't just do away with this permanently. 
Biden came out recently and was talking about how he wanted to um, just essentially make this a thing that could be unconstitutional going forward to where no one could hang up negotiations on the debt ceiling. There was something that would just always would be raised or just a blit or just, you know, taken out of the question altogether, to which I hope they do something like that because I'm tired of these conversations. Every time that they come up, it always ends up getting down to the wire, it holds the entire media hostage. So we're just talking about this situation. It always ends up getting resolved. And meanwhile, we're not focusing on stories that actually would matter. Because if this did, you know, like come in with the government shutting down for months at on end, like obviously that'd be cataclysmic for the country, but it never goes that far. So in my mind, it's just it's just a whack-a-mole game that we're playing. And, and I'm I'm just really over it. I'm really over it. I, I want to respond to that just in that, yes, it is a totally manufactured crisis. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's a manufactured crisis with massive consequences attached to it. You know, um, it, this is, you know, even money is manufactured. Money is something that, you know, we made it up. We created all of these, um, you know, uh, things, that, conventions that we basically work with. But, the fact that um, in 1979, we didn't pay what we owed in time, and that ended up adding like an additional $12 billion in added interest costs that the government then has to spend, that taxpayers then have to spend. It becomes incredibly expensive for us as American citizens to fucking let our government have these totally stupid fights about and like hold each other hostage, hold the other side hostage every single time this happens. Um, you know, we've never fully defaulted before, but we've become, we've come very close uh, again in 2011. Um, you know, that we were downgraded for the first time uh, when that happened in 2011. So that has real consequences for our economy. Um, who wants to borrow? Um, money from us the how expensive it is for us to borrow money um so yeah like there's the the little guy will feel the consequences of this even though this is a bullshit crisis that we should just do away with and not have to think about and you know um and just you know let us rack up the the debt that we need to to be able to keep working like businesses do <laughs> if if you're on the left, which you probably are if you're watching this show right now, you probably think that there's a lot of stupid things that the US government does. And I'm here to tell you that without a doubt, the debt ceiling is the most stupid thing that our country has ever done because it doesn't, it literally is counterintuitive to itself. One of the misconceptions about the debt ceiling is that it's about spending. It's not about spending. We have already spent this money. We have yeah. already yeah. said, we're going to pay you this guys don't worry about it what the debt ceiling is is stopping us because essentially we have our expenses right let's say it's a trillion dollars in expenses this month i don't know what it is i'm just making up a number and we're getting 900 billion dollars in tax revenue well we need to take on debt to pay that trillion dollars that we've already committed to we need to get 100 billion dollars mm -hmm. in debt what the debt ceiling is is saying okay we've already told them we're going to pay them We've already spent the money. We just need to get the money to, to actually give it to them. But we won't let you get the money that we said we're going to pay you. And that's what the debt ceiling is. It's stopping us from taking on that debt, mostly in the form of government bonds. 
And by doing this, if we end up fully defaulting on our debt, there's the only thing that we could do worse than that for the human species is launching a nuke. Like it's literally like, like it's like launching a nuke, nuclear war, defaulting on the U.S. debt because so many countries' economies are backed by the U.S. dollar that just think about this in personal finance terms. Imagine going from an, we aren't really 800, but like whatever, like a 790 credit score all the way down to a 300 and what that does to your personal finances. And I think conservatives especially can understand this because they're the party of personal responsibility. And they'll say, well, if you let your credit score get that low, then you should have taken some personal <laughs> responsibility. That is what they're doing. That is like that. That's yeah. what this would do it to purposely tank our credit score and default on yeah. our debts. It would ruin the global economy and send not just America, but many countries around the world into a recession that could create a global depression. And I, this isn't like a, hyperbolic. This is just what will happen. And it's yeah. crazy. It's, it's as if it's a custody battle. And this is what I like to think about it. It's as if we have a custody battle right? And one party is saying, okay, this is what I think that we should, how we should allocate the time, blah, 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 blah. The other party is saying, no, this is what I want. And if I don't get it, I will kill our kid. That is essentially what is going on. They hold the entire global economy hostage. And I think any politician who's willing to negotiate with that leverage is evil and they deserve to be called as such. That might be slightly hyperbolic, but I can't see any other way to define holding the global economy hostage, which will kill millions of people if we actually defaulted on our debts. Well, in a conversation about hyperbolic, I mean, we can be hyperbolic ourselves, right? Well, I, honestly, though, <laughs> let, let me just say this. Like, I was, Erica brings up a good point that, you know, if this were to happen, it has effects on a lot of people. John, you're talking about how it affects people globally. It's going to yeah. affect a lot of people if it were to happen. I'm just here to be the person in the conversation saying it, it's it's not going to happen. And, you know, maybe I'm wrong. We'll find out if I'm wrong. We'll do a whole segment later. This is what Desmond was wrong about. And but like, as of right now, it's just the Republicans claim that their number one goal when it comes to like America's standing is like bringing America back. And and they always constantly talk about, you know, competition with China, China's ascension, so on and so forth. They're going to purposely tank the dollar and the US economy <laughs> to let China come in in a vacuum as they're already negotiating with other countries so that you know they can start using their own currency. I think there was a country recently that like officially left the US dollar behind in trade negotiations and now they're partnering with China. They're going to see a domino effect of that nature happening if they do something like this. They're not going to do something like that. They just want to hang this over Biden's head long enough to cause a little bit of damage so that it hurts the economy a little bit going into the election. And it's just, I'm just so sick of them doing this. I'm so sick of what, even when we did it, when Democrats did this, you know, like it is just a tired game. And I, mm -hmm. I, I liked the idea of Biden trying to find a way to make this unconstitutional going forward because of all the issues that we rightly have in this country, we should be focusing on them instead of letting these politicians play this political theater where they do this, you know, will they, won't they with the debt ceiling basically every other year at this point, because that's what it's been doing since Obama took office. And since this was first popularized, you know, like by the Tea Party wave, as they were trying to find ways to make Obama unpopular. It, it just, we, we need to be able to move past this as a country because we can't keep doing this every couple of years. How many stories aren't being talked about while we're talking about the debt ceiling that will inevitably be, you know, fixed at some point? Like, oh, we reached an agreement. That'll eventually happen, right? At some point over the next like 
few weeks, few months, it'll happen. So I'm just, it's a distraction. That's how I feel about this. Obviously, if anyone can't tell at this point. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a distraction, but also I think that I wouldn't put it past the Republicans to to push this to the complete limit and to force us to default. Um, you know, they they they've proven that they are the party of like they're willing to bring chaos to the table if that's the only thing that's going to get them their way or anything that they want. You know, they don't care that this is going to blow up government expenditure. They don't care that it's going to like derank the U.S. as like the economically dominant, you know, world power. Like they they are thinking about their interests, this two party system, how to win out over and, and how to use these things as bargaining chips. Um, you know, they just I I really think that they might take us there, take us over that edge. And then we'll just have to see and report on all of the fucked up aftermath. <laughs> If yes, we have to do a Desmond really... was wrong video, I am completely okay with coming out in front doing the Desmond <laughs> yeah. was wrong video. So <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really hope that you are correct, Desmond. But I every every time this happens, I get a little more. Oh God, they actually literally stormed the Capitol. Maybe they're yeah. crazy enough to yeah. do this. Like like it's every it's year that it's goes fair. by, it seems that with growing polarization, that mm -hmm. look countries and states have done really stupid things throughout all of history and there's that have been self-destructive and destroyed their entire empire and there is absolutely no reason why that can't happen today um you know like if you compare this to the dutch tulip bubble if you compare this to emperor nero appointing his horse a senator um this might be dumber and like they Where will you also pull that example out of. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure it's Emperor Nero in the Roman Empire. He, it was, it was, it was a thing. I you don't, had to really there. reach for that one. But and and this is, an, I want to reiterate this: the Republicans agreed to spend the money. The yeah. like they approved the spending. They said yes, we will spend this money, and now they're saying no, we won't get the money that we've already agreed to spend. That's what's happening. You know, like, like literally the dudes come to your door to collect and you're like, no, I'm not going to pay you. And he's like, but you can just get more money very easily. And they're going, no, I know we said we would pay you, but now we're saying we won't. And that that's wrong. That is kindergarten level. Everyone understands that is a bad person thing to do. And this somehow your responsibility, the, the media, the media covers this like it's just a normal thing, like it's just an election, like it's any other normal debate. And it doesn't cover it like the crazy people want to kill our entire economy. They're <laughs> crazy and bad for doing that. Here's what they're saying. That is how every headline about this should be. And yet it's not for reasons I don't know, because I really think that even reasonable conservatives will if they understood what's going on, we'll also go and look at this and go, yeah, this is beyond stupid. We shouldn't do this. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I'm often wrong about conservatives, but I really feel like this one's pretty <laughs> clear cut. No one can be this stupid. And that's why we're talking about it now, right? It's because we're not hearing great discussions, you know, about this in the, in the media. And for those who are watching this, um, give us your feedback on this. What are your comments on the, on the debt ceiling? We'd love to hear your thoughts on this story.